Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What a turn up that is. I know, Jesus Christ. Just landing your feet there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's flagship podcast 311 and I'm joined by my podcast pals Martin Mealy yes and Stephen good to be here and I am of course the host Jamie and what a weekend it was I, I didn't Ooh. see Rangers dropping points I've got to admit I didn't see them dropping points against Tibbs even watching the game and how abject Tibbs were Mealy I did not see them dropping the points I know we were all watching it together weren't we and we're like what is wrong with these people why can't they pass a ball but Hibs just didn't look like getting anything out of the game Rangers went down to nine men, well, ten men. I was like, yeah. no, really get much hope here. Nine men, I was like, still don't fancy it. And then for a last gasp stunner after a game, well, a lack of quality from Hibs throughout, but a last gasp stunner done it for us. I think he's been very polite when he says lack of quality because Hibs were <laughs> rubbish. That guy, Rocky, <laughs> is absolutely terrible. Quite literally a competition winner, as you were explaining to me before <laughs> we came into the studio. Yeah, during that game, we were at our work that day. We mm. were we were recording that very morning. A wee, a wee Patreon exclusive soon pa- to come. So there's your tee up for the, the Patreon plug just after I've finished this sentence, which is going to end with the fact that I enjoyed Rangers dropping points <laughs> in controversial <laughs> circumstances, <laughs> comma, and it was very enjoyable. That's the end of the sentence. Patreon.com slash 20 minute times where you can get extra podcast videos and writing from us three if you like Celtic if you like us patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims and if you're watching this on YouTube please subscribe because the majority of people haven't subscribed they just watch it organically a couple of weeks ago Chris Boy thought watch it organically just watch it organically (laughs) a couple of weeks ago uh, Chris Boy thought Morelos was the best player in Scotland (laughs) an unbelievable thing for Chris Boy to say Ah. the pantheon of idiotic things Chris Boy has ever said but Morelos comes on um for all of how many felt like five minutes yeah. throws a hand out gets sent off trudges off the pitch thank you and good night Andy Walker had serious problems with it didn't he he just couldn't he see couldn't see the infringement whatsoever but Morelos was doing Morelos things the irony being that everyone was crying, oh yeah that's fine all he did was raise an arm but Jozo Simeonovic was sent off for basically exactly the same thing on him yep. a, a number of years ago the Morelos thing I know this is a weird way to start the podcast but it was funny it was very very funny <laughs> and we're going to segue yeah. we're going to get importantly yeah. first of all lol at all of <laughs> yes. it yes. but Morelos 
I can't help but shake off the, I, I really, I can't shake off the feeling that he's going to turn into their Griffiths. And there's very similar trajectory. See, when you look mm. at the records, they had great seasons to begin with, and then you, you get the, right, he scored 17 that season, right, he scored 15 that season. Mm. He's gradually getting fatter and fatter and scoring fewer <laughs> yeah. and fewer goals, and he's, he's becoming an absolute liability. It would be mental if they give him another contract I, I saw something now we know we like the, the Rangers fans names for, for Celtic players now I can't think of any at the moment uh, uh, past Ange past the pot of glue for example <laughs> right when they do this but a Celtic fan called him El Oli can eat buffalo right <laughs> and I thought it, you're so close because just El Buffalo is fine <laughs> It's, the, it's exactly the same Just And I think El Buffalo is perfect But B-U-F-F-E-T <laughs> Yeah I don't know if either of you Will be aware of this This might be a, an exclusive review Live on the podcast But We have passed into the pantheon Of shite patter puns uh, Someone I don't think it was a Rangers fan In fairness But someone mm. on Twitter today Called us 20 diminutive Tims <laughs> <laughs> I'm 6 too <laughs> Stephen's built like a Fucking brick house And Melly's getting there <laughs> Doesn't make sense There's three of us so we're, we're, we're not 20 small Tims For the record there but a I, massive overcrowd <laughs> <laughs> But the reason we bring up The Rangers thing is Because for the last couple of weeks, we'd be pointing to how poor the rest of the league have been performing melee. And we were really under the belief, probably the mistaken belief, that this league would probably come down to the games between us and them. But here we are. It's not even the end of August. And already Celtic are heading into a league game with the opportunity to go two points clear. Yeah, and we didn't expect it, did we? Look, no. we didn't only seen a wee bit of the game, but I just didn't feel that Hibs were doing anything. I seen them play Hearts the other week and they got a last minute equaliser, but I just didn't see much from them at all. Martin Boyle's probably the only bit of quality they've got in there and he's just I still think it will come ultimately come down to those games because Celtic will possibly draw a game somewhere along the line mm -hmm. as well but when you look at it last season four points and Celtic beat them home and away so it kind of came down to that it's just I just want more from the league I know Hibs done something for us but it was against nine men lads I, I mean, cannot start this podcast again with a no, random Scottish no, football no, people, we, people have been incensed people have been shouting mm. things in the street at me <laughs> you beardy twat oh there like he goes that. <laughs> we got, but you can say that about Hibs you want a wee bit more quality than Hibs but they did take the points off Rangers we went to we in, we introduced Hearts we got Hearts at Celtic Park as he desperately tries to avoid an edit <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it's a tricky period now for Rangers an important period for us because we're playing them in a couple of weeks and they might potentially go into that game and we're playing Dundee United between then and now have beleaguered Dundee uh, United no, no yeah. really up to much so expect us to be going into that first Glasgow derby Stephen were two point lead yeah, well, it's a good start to the season. Celtic have got a 100% record mm. through various challenges that we've come through so far. The game, which we are, I assume, coming on to now that we've got the, the Rangers stuff out of the way, um, was it was okay at the mm. weekend. I remember thinking, like, we, we were recording our, our Patreon property at the match. On the way back from the, the game, we were responding basically in real tight or well, right after the game, on the way back from the game. And we're saying like, it's just okay, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just okay. And you catch yourself about to almost complain about a win. And you don't really want to do that. And you kind of ease back from complaining about a win. But then Melly, I'm giving a real peek behind the curtain here. Melly was at the press conference for us. Um, and this was happening at exactly the same time. Melly then sent through the audio from the press conference mm. so we could uh, stitch it all together. And after we were saying, eh, it was just okay, wasn't it? Basically, Joe Hart and Ange both came on that press conference and effectively said uh, it was just okay yeah. uh, it, it could have been better but it's in a, we're in a good spot just now as we already said we're two points clear at this stage of the season 
a good a good position to be in right. ahead of that game in particular. Referring back to ourselves, um, I think it might be you, Stephen, that said that um, early on you didn't think that Celtic would would see many of the same lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly how you worded yeah. it here. I'm not trying to put you on this. Do you want to clarify your your comments? Well, it, it was over various debates on what level of squad we need. Mm. It was on the the usual question you get about whose place would such and such take. If you're linked with a player, the Everyone says, oh, whose place would they take? Who who would you play him ahead of? And what I would, you know, I tend to say about that is that Celtic will very rarely play the same lineup twice in a row. It's not about the first 11, it's about the squad. And Ange goes and plays the same first 11 <laughs> three times in a row. <laughs> uh, what I said was, it will happen, but if it when it does happen, it will be a big thing. Someone will say, oh, they've, play, they've played an mm. unchanged lineup here, but three times in a row. This, absolutely at it, Ange. This is after him saying he doesn't have a first 11 Aye, as well. Yeah, yeah. Further... <laughs> Putting uh, your comments, ah, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking sense here, <laughs> and just blew it out the water. How strong? I, I was having a wee think. How strong do you think a Celtic team is at the moment? Because in terms of strength and depth, it could be stronger than anything Brendan Rodgers had. And I want to clarify what I mean by that is once you dip out of the starting eleven, as we might call it, other previous Celtic managers, and I remember us speaking about this on the Celtic podcast. Um, not the Celtic podcast, <laughs> on this very podcast, about Neil Lennon's team. This is the Celtic this podcast. This is the Celtic podcast, don't it? The, um, <laughs> it's about Neil Lennon's team. Like Once you get out of that starting 11 and you start dipping into the guys that are coming off the bench and filling in, it's not very good. I don't think I just got that problem, does he? No, he definitely doesn't. I'm looking at the, the team that started and the nine subs we had at the weekend, like, I can't remember a better squad. We only have Edigucci out. Doubt he would have made the bench mm. anyway. And mm. when you're looking at the bench, yeah, well, every player probably could come on at some point there and do a job. It's Ralston, we've got Burnaby, fullbacks, Darfelt played all last season. Then you're into the midfield and wide areas and up front, Jakimakis comes on and scores. So mm. I'm looking at it going, hold on a minute. The only one I'm worried about is James Forrest, and we're linked with a guy that's potentially going to come in and maybe replace him. So in my lifetime, I would probably say, this is the strongest looking squad. It might not be the best squad, but the strongest in depth. If one player goes out, we've pretty much got two players for each position now. And it's not as if we've got like Martin O'Neill's time where we had that first 11 where your guys on like 20 to 30 grand a week, mm -hmm. all of them, and they're all good players. And then after that was David Fernandez. With exactly this team, the name I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly my go-to reference there. Yeah. With this team, it looks like, right, okay, you don't quite know is it Turnbull Hitati there's players that could come in and out and you wouldn't be too too downbeat about it Starfelt Jens there's mm. loads of competition there and you're just like this is a really good squad ready for this season and not even complete yet by the sounds of it well further to there being players that you would have a lot of faith in coming on coming off the bench and, and contributing we've actually got a number of players there who can genuinely feel really aggrieved that they're not playing yeah, games yeah. at the moment it's not just about do you know what I'd really like to find a little bit of game time for this guy that for that guy there are at least three off the top of my head maybe more guys who you think would probably be one or two games away from the old cliche knocking the manager's door I'm thinking Abada Hatati Hatati is just back from mm, injury yeah. but when you look at that squad on the day you think well he's got a real case to be starting games in place of David Turnbull you've got Carl Starfield who yeah, has gone from time. being a very established player to just can't get his place back at the mm. moment so do you think that's guys, what it is do you think it's Jens's place to lose uh, yeah until such times as we're playing twice a week I think things will totally change then yeah. I think mm. we're really on a bit of a roll just now, I don't really see any reason to be tinkering with the, the, the winning formula just now, but that goes out the window as soon as we're the 
fixture intensity goes up. It has to. It has to. There's, that, that's the reason we've got so many quality yeah. players as well. You don't, as we've discussed so many times, you don't just pick a first eleven and stick to it all season. Meanwhile, you've got eight, nine players of very similar quality sitting on the bench doing nothing. All these guys will find game time. There are even players in the squad. Here's the here's this week's token Albion Yeti mention. <laughs> Doesn't even get in the squad. James McCarthy is nowhere to be seen as well. And I, you, I don't I don't bring him up to criticise him or to use him as an example of you know weaknesses in the squad. I'm actually looking at that and going thinking, James McCarthy's a good footballer. He is yeah. a good player. He's undeniably a good player. He could get a game for any other team in this league and many, many other teams down south and all that. But he can't get near this well, squad. I've got a wee bit saying McCarthy in a minute, mainly, but you're signalling that you want to chime in. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, for example, if we're coming up to this Ross County away game in the League Cup, it's a couple of days before Rangers and Stephen Mensch, if I was to say, like, we'll stick with Joe Hart and Cal McGregor, sort of the captains, the mainstays, but... I went Hart, Ralston, Welsh, Starfelt and Burnaby, McGregor, Moy and Hatati, Abada, mm. Forrest and Jakimakis. That's a good team. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, know. yeah. That's like made up of the guys that are mainly on the bench at the weekend. So when you're looking at, say, you mentioned them, Stephen Turnbull and Hatati, um, who's the better player? Because I feel like the, there's still some players, I don't want to say they're off the ball, that's ridiculous this early in the season. Still some players to get up to speed. Mm. I think yeah. David Turnbull might fall in at that bracket. So you're the manager. That's the two players we've got to pick. Who's getting your vote? And that's a tough one just now. I feel like we've been having this discussion most weeks as well because that, to me, there's not that much between them as as footballers on paper in terms of their profile, in terms of their attributes. I don't think there's much between them. And I'm a big fan of David Turnbull, but he's been very disappointing this season so far. Yeah. It's only three games, but he has started three games in a row, and you know this is this is why we often talk about it as well. You don't get the run of games. Like, see if you're see if you're not at it, you're going to lose your place. That's just the nature of having a good squad. I think he was pretty poor against Hearts. If I'm honest, Turnbull, I'm really expecting a lot more from him. Hatati came on, and I don't know if Hatati was necessarily much better, but he's he's a lot more urgent. He's a lot more energetic, and he tries a lot more things than David Turnbull currently does. So that's probably going to edge him ahead of Turnbull yeah. ever so slightly David Turnbull carries uh, a lot of goal threat mm. at times but uh, we haven't really seen that from him either recently am I just did, I'm, I'm, this has just come to me so I'm not putting you on the spot but did we have a you must have forgot for David Turnbull already this season <laughs> quite possibly I think because <laughs> some of his pre-season displays were quite good yeah yeah. yeah and, and just on Turnbull and Atate Stephen said you know two very very similar in skill players but different approaches to the game Melly if you're the Celtic manager how would you be rating Turnbulls so far? How would you be rating Atati so far? When we get your pick? Well, I said I prefer Turnbull a few weeks ago. I just think he's more consistent. And Do you think he's too conservative though? I, I don't know if he's too conservative. Not I, conservative. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't think he's that and I hope he's not that. But I don't know. It's, it's a hard one right now because Atati's been out. But at the same time, when he played against Aberdeen, he wasn't great either in the first game of the season. I think he was great there. But it's not been great. It's, it's a bit harsh because at the weekend there, I thought no Celtic player was bad, mm. but none of them were really good either. And we strolled to a 2-0 win. So I'm not going to complain at all. I think it's just down to who's on form. And right now, <sighs> Turnbull's doing okay. But this is the, the whole thing, that the options we've got before last season. Turnbull played and that was it and he had to play this season if he's not playing well, well we've got two guys on the bench who can come on easily and do a job so this is where 
the levels we've taken this squad up this season is like you can afford to maybe not play well but around that 60 minute mark when you see substitutes warming up you mm. know there's a fair chance it's going to be you if you're not competing well yeah again Starfield I think Starfield has got every right to maybe not feel aggrieved but he was the main man oh, yeah. high profile <laughs> signing expensive player he comes over here as you say absolute stalwart in that Celtic team last season beside Cameron Carter-Vickers Moritz Jens and he comes and he impresses I think Starfelt's the better player though I think Starfelt's the better defender he looks we used to have to criticise Starfelt for looking uncomfortable in the ball somehow I think Jens looks slightly more uncomfortable in the ball yeah. so? Aye, I think he does Aye, he looks a bit he gets himself into positions sometimes and fangles and I think you don't look the most comfortable when he's going out with the ball he does but defensively when he's got the ball at his feet I think he doesn't so much so who would you <laughs> I, you know, I genuinely don't know. I, 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 I hate sitting on the fence in these matters, mm. but I think they're both they're both worthy of a place, and you just can't because Cameron Carter Vickers will play nah, the vast vast majority of the games. Quite literally, physically, <laughs> and quite literally, can't move him from the pitch. Starfield, I think he is. He, he's somewhat awkward on the ball. Mm. I think that has held him back a little bit in terms of his perception by the fans. I think it. <laughs> It's it's a, almost like a weird. Sorry thing. to talk of you, but I'm still snigger. Only had three bad games of the season. That was enough for a lot of people yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of the season when he first arrived. Michael Stewart, still Michael won. Stewart, <laughs> I have written him off. He like Turnbull is far too conservative. <laughs> and by, by the way, can I just remind you? Remember that interview or the better press thing that uh, David Turnbull didn't know what expected goals are? Yeah. It's because he thinks they were brought on by immigration. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke, by the way. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, foreign muck. Um, <laughs> Starfield, I, th I think there's a weird perception. I, I wonder if it's kind of carried through for Starfield that see when you look at centre half pairings, you look at classic centre half pairings, and Ferdinand and Vidic is the kind of classic two thousands yeah. one that everyone points to as maybe the perfect um, centre half pairing. It doesn't really matter what you think of the team or the or English football or whatever, but you you always look at it as like Vidic is the big tough. Like ball winner, broken nosed yeah. ball winner guy, no nonsense. And Rio Ferdinand is the footballer and all that. Do you look at a pairing like Carter Vickers and Starfield, and you you just sort of judge them because Carter Vickers is so like big and solid? Not you think, well, he must be the mm. he must be subconsciously maybe he must be the big ball winner guy, and maybe Starfield's the the footballer the the guy that can stride out of defence, and he's not that he's mm. not really that. So does that kind of almost like dis like subconsciously disappoint people when he can't really do that but that I think he's actually a very good defender apart from that he's yeah. very good in the air he wins a lot in the air and I the problem think... is as well because Carter Vickers is so assured yeah it's so calm Aye. nothing phases the guy he's excellent it's when you're playing right next to him Aye. and you're fumbling the ball for a second people aren't used to seeing that when yeah. it's come to Carter Vickers Aye. In truth, I don't know. I think Jens looks okay in the ball as well, to be honest. I think he looks okay. I, I don't think I have had many alarm bells from mm. him. I think the, when you look at the, the vast majority of the passes by the defence, and that's a, that's a theme for Celtic for years, the centre-halves make most of the passes in the team. Yeah. And it's always kind of in between the, the centre-halves or to McGregor or to the full-backs. There's nothing really particularly adventurous about it, but that's absolutely fine because you've got Callum McGregor sitting there so if they're okay on the ball, I don't think you necessarily need properly, like, I mean, Christopher Iyer was quite good at it, like striding forward with the ball. I don't really think necessarily we need that at the time. I think you just need to be decent on the ball. Kind of like the thing we've spoken about with Joe Hart, mm. but it doesn't have to be Ederson or Allison or Manuel Neuer or anything like that. It just has to be able to comp competently pass it to players 10 yards away from him. Do you him. think uh, Christopher Julian's getting any right to be aggrieved because he could be looking at Maurice Jensen and going, but, but, 
Spider-Man meme. Because I mean, they're very, they're very similar, not just in appearance, obviously, but in the way they approach the game, yeah. and the, they're very similar players. Yeah, they are. It's just Gen says, yeah, Angie's man. He's brought him in. He's mm. went from last year, and he's a lot younger than him. And Julian, the squad's moved on from Julian, even. Joe Hart in that press conference talked about well if it wasn't Jens and Carter Vickers playing at Bay Welsh and Starfield he didn't even give Julian a mention so yeah. the squad's moved on for Julian with Jens it's got to the point now where Celtic are like sort of gearing towards this big week we've got coming up where we play Rangers and then we start the Champions League and for all Carl Starfield I think is probably a better defender than what I've seen with Jens Jens just looks a wee bit more comfortable on the ball for me, but I'm still not sure who's the better one. But I'd be very wary of just putting Starfelt back in because I do feel it takes him a wee bit to get mm-hmm. up to yeah. speed. So I feel this Ross County game would be ideal for him to get into that and then build from there. It's, it's not as if he's been dropped or anything like that. He simply was injured and couldn't do the pre-season. And Welsh came in, done well. Then Jens has come in and done well. So everybody that's sitting on the bench may feel hard done by, but they're looking at the guys ahead of them and going, they've not done anything wrong either to, yeah. for me to take over. Like, Ralston had played a lot more this time last year. He, he contributed significantly, but you look at Juranovic and go, he's just doing well there now. Like, Greg Taylor, Bernabe's not got a sniff yet. So all these guys, you went, know, we're just trying to get them game time mm. here and there, even though, like, this is unheard of for us to be playing one game a week for the first four games of the seasons. Quite literally, Celtic haven't done this ever, basically, in my yeah. lifetime. Mm. We've always had qualifiers of some sort, so it's different for everyone, but having a squad, finally, when we don't have these games, you're like, why did we always do this? And Jens looks like he's going to score in every game as well. At the moment, he's, he's, he's already got to it. He had the goal chopped off against Hearts, which was fair enough, I, I assume. That, I think it was Taylor was offside yeah, from, was. from that. Um, but then... He really should have scored as well. He had a wild effort from about seven or eight yards or something like that over the bar. But in fact, you know, I mean, he is a centre half and he's already got two goals, but he does carry an enormous threat by yeah. the looks of it as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm perfectly comfortable with his inclusion at the moment. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you haven't heard already, it is smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're escaped from pubes to bum. This is this is the uh. ad copy we are given. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below the belt grooming is making sure we have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive head first into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code TIMS. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to keep all your goodies in. Stephen, it's 2022. You cannot at any time be hitting the beach like a caveman. Unacceptable. So come get a ball sack trimmer from your podcast mates. A ball sack trimmer for your scrotum shaved and shorn. <laughs> right. That's manscaped.com forward slash Tim's for 20% off. And thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this podcast. Since we're doing him or him, uh, <laughs> another position, and you touched on it in the game, Stephen, Kyogo has contributed three goals this season without looking spectacular. Yeah. And every day my love for Yakimakis grows. <laughs> and I Absence, think, mate, well. uh, I, think uh, I think the big man needs to, we need to start him. I would be very surprised if he didn't start against Dundee United. And would you? And, aye, aye, I, want to, I want to start the guy. Thing is, it's he very difficult. He deserves a start. Aye, he, he does. But it's very difficult to look at a game like that. Kyogo scored an early goal. Yakimakis scored a late goal, and, and worry about having to change it because <laughs> it's kind of working exactly how it's supposed to. Do you? Th- but I kind of think we look a bit more dangerous with Yakimakis on the pitch. Uh, it's, I, 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 it's highly debatable. He should have more goals by now as well because he's missed some big chances. It's kind of, well, kind of like exactly how, what I've said about Jens. He looks like he could score all the time. He's uh, he's missed a couple of sitters and maybe should have done a little bit better with some headers. There was one tracking cross from Taylor. Mm. It was good again, really yeah. good oh, again. I, man of the match. Come yeah. on. Kyogo in the stadium <laughs> I know come on I don't know how that came about but Taylor set Yakimakis up for a header that he maybe should have done better with I'm splitting hairs here I think yeah. he, he's again he's a guy who carries a massive threat but I'm just unmoved by the situation at the moment I'd, I'd like to see him get more game time as well I've said that on a couple of podcasts now but it's so popular so so popular mm. a guy like he's, he's the biggest crowd uh, biggest crowd biggest crowd pop Biggest yeah. crowd pop apart from goals of of the day. Because I, I think we've got two equally talented strikers there. That that's what it is. And I, I find when when Yakimakis came on, I, I I don't know how to articulate it in football lingo, right? But he's easier to play with. I think Koyogo quite often plays off the shoulder. We need to thread the ball through for him, or we need to play a really good timed pass, or we need to get a pinpoint cross in for him. And a lot of times these things don't come off. Like how many times have we seen Yakim um, Koyogo run out of space with the ball or? Missed the cross or just a fraction too late or a fraction too early. Whereas Yakimakis, like, you don't need to be quite so accurate, quite so pinpoint with your play. He's going to battle it, he can hold it up, he can bring other people into play. He's very, very dangerous. He seems to strike a bit of panic into the, the centre of these defences. This, this is going to sound like an absolutely horrendous comparison, mm. but is he 
in that, everything you're describing there, is he kind of our Marwan Fellaini? Because that that was kind of how he was being used for like Everton as well. See if you just lump the ball up, he will batter three players out of the way just to take that down in his chest. I mean, and but what I mean is, it does, it's not even all the time lump. See if you play it and it's a yard or two shy, sometimes yeah. Joe goes already up the run, so he can't change direction that quickly. For talking sake, listen, I can make it so that's still mine. I'm yeah, still having that ball, you know. Yeah, well, I, I get what you mean because he is easier to hit Yakimakis, mm. isn't he? You can play it into the channel or you can play it to his head or chest, mm. and he will get in front of defenders with Kyogo. We, he's always making that run in behind, he's always sort of ahead of the players. Like, mm. he's, I don't know, maybe more intelligent runs, and the players are good enough to play sometimes. I think if you put him in a team, Easy, easy to say this, but with Kevin De Bruyne, I think he'd bag goals because he'd be able to find the ball. But and say, bag goals with Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if uh, you look at it, yeah, he would. Don't know about that. If you look at it the other way, is Jack Amakis looking so effective when he comes on because Kyogo has ran these defenders ragged and mm. they're just like, oh come on, man, <laughs> and you're swapping like see, for be like honest. because Kyogo. He's a handful. He's always in there. He's always just away. I think he's just one game away from just busting this season. Yeah. It could be any game now. I think he's going to bag a couple of goals. And even with the way Celtic play, sometimes our strikers don't do much because they're told, keep that defence back to mm. create the space for everybody else. And Kyogo does it perfectly. I mean, if he's the only striker of the year, yet when Turnbull plays, which was a good ball by Turnbull, by Turnbull plays it through for... Maeda and he crosses it Kyogo's there the mm. same last week at Kilmarnock gets the early goal and sets Celtic apart from these teams so I don't really care who starts now I still think Kyogo's the one to start for me but. Uh, a bit of chat about Hearts I'd realise okay that Hearts did play midweek yeah. but some of this going down with cramp after half an hour <laughs> stuff well, is is foolery the I, I feel because we've been speaking about it a lot I'm, I'm focusing on it and noticing it so we had their goalkeeper Twice in the first half, once he got warned by the referee, yeah. 20 minutes gone, they're 1-0 down, uh, to hurry up with the goal kicks. And another time, twice he'd done this as well, the ball boy threw the ball onto the pitch straight away for him. He pretended he didn't see it and went to get the other yep. ball. And the ball boy's like, there. oh, sorry. Twice he'd done that. And then we had Liam Boyce, when Joe Hart went to take a goal kick, just pick the ball up and throw it over his head and get booked. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're getting beat, mate, against a team that finished two places ahead of you. One of the biggest games of your season and you're time-wasting 1-0 down in the first half and getting booked. Yeah, the time-wasting at 1-0 is, is, is pretty pathetic. But what I thought was more pathetic is um, Ginelli. Right, I, look, I don't watch a lot of Hearts. I don't know if Ginelli is normally good. I don't know if he normally plays football for a living or they drafted him in from elsewhere, right? <laughs> but that guy was the most didn't he want to be their guy in the whole world. I think it might have even been the first header or the first couple of minutes. He just knew he was getting nothing out of Carter Vickers. So he's pulling up, He's, he's he mishit a shot, he pretended he's injured. One, one teammate got tackled, right, and went down with an injury in the opposite half and I looked at Janelli to see what he was doing and he just hit the deck as well yeah. I'm like this guy just doesn't want to be here at see, all at, at a certain point it's Hart's fault though it's not his because they, if he's shattered even if he's not if he's just choking to go there yeah. and he literally sits down think well, that's obviously the signal going to get me off going to sub me off mm. see if you just lie down in the middle of a football pitch unchallenged please sub me off they, they didn't they just let him lie <laughs> yeah. there and then he get back up and play it again but that early on was when he it's quite a big chance. He, unlikely he's going to score from that angle against Joe Hart, but he shot and he went wildly across goal. 
But he did that. He did that thing. Now, when you trip up in the street, you look back at the, <laughs> the, the thing you trip over. You swear at the pavement. Something. He did that thing that footballers do when they've just completely asked something. He stood there with his hands on his knees, just kind of, just kind of hun hunched over a wee bit for ages. I was like, he's kidding on. He's injured, and it basically didn't let up for ninety minutes or however long, however long was left at that point. We were talking about Celtic's options. There's a guy that's that signed for the club a couple of weeks ago, and. I just want to see what he can do. I feel like, I mean, Aaron Moyes had minutes and I was talking to you, we were sitting next to each other at the game, Stephen, and he comes on and he seems to play the easy option and not just the easy option, the easiest option at all times. And he's he's been seen to bring the, he's been brought on to see the game out. That's kind of what I feel like his role is. So he sits and midfield just takes the ball, just recycles it, four yard pass, six yard pass. And Wells, that's fine, right? Well, that's all well and good. McCarthy can do that. Idaguchi presumably could do that those are two players who we've already got in the books to fulfil that role and I don't think that Aaron Moy was brought to Celtic just to do what Idaguchi and James McCarthy can do he's probably on a, a decent whack as you mentioned Stephen just prior to recording and he's he's like two-footed he's supposed to be a skillful footballer he's supposed to be able to play in, intuitive and creative passes and I just I want to see a wee bit more for the guy you know it's your first couple of days at your new work do you know what I mean? Show yeah. what you can, show the fans what you can do. He must be he must be itching as well to and as you say with Yakimakis coming on when the defences are tired, he's coming on when everybody's knackered. He's got the run of the place. Ping something, do something, show something, have a shot. <laughs> Ping a pass for the outside the foot for 40 yards. Excite me. <laughs> you just weren't excited for the sake of it. No, I don't want excited for the sake of it, but he's a new player. He's, he's supposed to be showing the fans a bit of something. He's, this is why I'm here. I'm the man. But he, not just like four yards bump. Cheers, bump. No breaking sweat. Come on, Aaron. He's, co he's coming on at 1-0. Celtic are up, isn't No it? excuse for him not to show a bit of pizzazz then, is there? I can't, I'm not bothered about it. I think Starting he's coming on. Bonners and all that. Uh, <laughs> just do a David Dunn in the middle of watch this. And then <laughs> that, remember that, uh, that trick Kinchelskis did against <laughs> Air United? I stood in the ball. Uh, the, the, what, there was that one, right? No, the fake one. Uh, the, he just spun around. The, oh, ball was, the ball was ahead of him and he, he just spun around on the spot and continued to chase the ball mm. and then ran it out of play. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, what a reference for the kids that was Andre 90s Andre Kinchelskis <laughs> played for Rangers at one point I just want to see him do something uh, Stephen do you do you get where I'm coming from or do you are you just quite happy with him being sort of an NPC <laughs> an NPC <laughs> uh, uh, it depends what he's been what he's been put on the pitch to do if he's been sent out there to just keep it simple keep the ball ticking over mm. relieve the pressure a wee bit he had a quite timely interception towards the end of the game I think he took it off Barry Mackay Barry Mackay tried to kind of drop the shoulder and go past him and he just nicked the ball off him and uh, triggered a, a Celtic attack that that was fine most of it was fine there was one ball he over hit but it's because he was under a wee bit of pressure and he just basically played it into an area to get to relieve the pressure on it again and Carter Vickers had to run back a wee bit for it it mm -hmm. was alright it depends if, if that's what he's been sent out there to do to just sort of see out the game yeah, would you question right. that signing though? Because well, we've already got two players in theory who should be able to do that anyway. They should, but what I'm taking from McCarthy's involvement or lack thereof mm. recently is that he has basically been deemed completely useless yeah. to this squad. I've already said on this same podcast that I think he's a very good player, but for whatever reason, he's a, he's of no use to this squad whatsoever because. Idaguchi has been injured for weeks now and McCarthy still isn't yeah. anywhere near it. So if you if those players are all in the same kind of bracket, McCarthy's miles down the pecking order. So there must be a reason for that, whether it's Angus doesn't fancy him. If he's if Moy is almost identical to McCarthy in every way, but Ange just prefers him, mm. 
then that's why he's been brought to the club for whatever reason. I think is it maybe sort of colouring the perception of him from your point of view that he is a new signing and as you've already said, you just want to see a wee bit more. Aye. Say for example, Beaton or McCarthy came off the bench and put in that exact same performance, people would probably be raving about it. Oh, yeah. Beaton came on and Hand sh- have. just just shored up that defence. And is that not why people are angry at Beaton because he well. But partly that because he was mostly shit. But uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, it is the new signing thing, and I just I believe there's more in the locker. I'm sure there is. I'm yeah. sure. There I'm is. sure there's Don't more. Forget, in the... he, he didn't have a preseason either. He oh, is Steven. weeks and weeks behind. <laughs> we, now, Melly, I should. This is like um, QI. I should have a thing because <laughs> me, me, me. Because when Steve and I were talking about Moy at the, the game, Stephen said. He's going to have this thing follow him about all season where people say he didn't have a pre-season. We didn't know you'd be first to bring it up. But <laughs> you did say that, didn't you, Stephen? I did. I, Every player does mention it. But yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's not... I, I must jump in there. That's not to say it's not important. Yeah. What, what I was envisioning, to give that full context, is that he gets the, the kind of Hatate treatment and that people are still talking about it months, yeah. months I'll, and months I'll, later. I'll not be mentioning it <laughs> in October <laughs> or whatever, but <laughs> two weeks into yeah. his, his career, I think it's all right to mention. And I think he does look a wee bit rusty right now but Aye. if he's coming on and just getting himself into games I'm happy with that there was a couple of red cards in the Rangers game <laughs> and the refs obviously had it in for uh, teams of that persuasion because there was a couple of red cards in the Celtic game Robbie Nielsen fuming about it um, you, who was it Robbie Nielsen Stephen that said you don't send people off in 90 minutes is it that... was Richard Ricky Foster Richard, is that a new rule don't call me Ricky Foster <laughs> it was yeah it has a new rule where bookings don't count in the last minute you, right. you simply get to do whatever you want it, this, look, Ricky Foster said that sorry Richard whatever mm. he said that on sports scene that there was a covering player don't let see this because fly for you this <laughs> 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 is <laughs> Specky. <laughs> um, Sorry, just while we're on the topic, the one of the best things I've ever heard was when Ricky Foster was Richard Foster was on it was on loan at Thistle. Did you see that video that went viral? Oh, he was in early fighting with a fan. In early fight with a fan. Do you know what he said to the fan? No. I'm not taking that for a Thistle fan. He's playing for Thistle. I'm not having that for a Thistle fan. Oh, degrading to football fans. <laughs> You're hard. Uh, anyway, carry on. Foster's point was that. This is specifically for the Abada incident mm. where Sibic Sibic was sent off for his second yellow. Foster said that because there was a covering player, then it didn't really count as a foul because there was a covering player. That, I mean, that's his fault, surely. <laughs> mm. If there's a covering player, let him cover if he's a covering player. To, to say that because there's a covering player, you could have just let them away with it. There's only a minute to go, so don't book him. But this is, it's the same guy, the same sort of level of punditry that will be calling for consistency next week when yeah. there's a similar incident. Yeah. Oh, the refs are never in, are never consistent and all that. The, to me, there were four, across the two red cards, do, both double bookings, they were four of the easiest, most inarguable bookings you will ever see on Text a football book? pitch. Aye, oh, yeah, you, you could teach that in like referee classes, basically. <laughs> I mean, though, though that's what a booking looks like. Yeah. None of them were even remotely debatable. It's just because Robbie Nielsen said they were in it, and I'm sure he said they were in it until the ref said uh, were players. All those shots I, on target uh, you had, uh, you were you were still playing the game, yes. yes, but creating chances. No, there was a point in the the start of the second half where Celtic weren't in complete control, and Hearts had maybe four or five corners in a short space of time, but Celtic dealt with them all hmm. easily enough, and they didn't have a single chance from it, but. Is this just a sympathy thing where you don't send players off because it's the last minute and or they've already had one sign off? That's not how you referee games. That is how I we sit here and complain mm. because we go, 
why did you not book that guy earlier for a booking that was and then he can't do the second one now the referee is doing exactly what we ask and he's telling them not to do that I don't get this argument it's, almost like we we're supposed to feel guilty for it because we wanted our players it's, an, it's like an extension of the manager thing oh you never want to see a guy lose his job you never want to see a man sent off in the last minute it's a shame for the guy so it is no, he's quite literally not doing his job they're, they're bringing down players is twice is there ever a good time to send someone off would a pundit <laughs> or a manager ever agree that there is a good time to send a guy out? in oh, fact in many ways last the, minute is the best, the best time <laughs> to send them off is in the last minute because if you send them off in the first half, the argument would be, well, I had to play the whole second half with 10 men. Yeah. Right? So that then it doesn't count. So the second half, it's where we, we were getting back into the game. But the right. So stop your moaning, Robbie Nielsen. Yeah. They were absolutely and utterly deserved. Yeah, and as you said, I, I was doing the pressing after and somebody he said about strong referees and it was harsh and all that. No, that way I was sitting, I was looking about to see... <laughs> Is everybody else hearing this? Is <laughs> if, have I watched something different out there? T- it's just pure deflection from him. I think he's always been a money bastard. We know that he does mm. it every time. He's quite he goes under the radar for it. I think, but he's got a big game during the week, so I think it will just be trying to take as many positives and see if he hadn't have got a man or if only had one guy sent off. I don't think he'd have mentioned it, but it's the fact they get two, he can point to that and go, I would two men sent off. Like, mate, you didn't create a single yeah. thing. Even when you brought on your subs, nothing, not a shot on target. Joe Hart, nothing to do the whole game apart from get the ball to his feet. And I get, like, I get it this time, my heart, so I'm not going to have a massive go at them because this is sandwiched in between two, two huge games yeah. for them. But this is the team in third place and for Celtic to go out there and win and not really get out of second gear it just shows like how good we are right now because mm. I'm looking at that Celtic team and going I might have set up the goal but could have been better Jota didn't have his smashing game that he's had in all three of them Kyogo scored but I could have done more in the midfield I could switch them about O'Reilly should have scored you know like, all the Celtic's big players well didn't play badly didn't he really need to show up for Celtic to go out and comprehensively win a game against the third best team in the country Cantor O'Reilly absolutely loves killing off moves that oh. would have been goal of the season then he absolutely loves it that's about the third time I've said this this season but there's always like free flowing moves of about 18 passes that come to Matt O'Reilly and he fluffs it straight into the keeper's hands he absolutely loves it but apart from that he was he was perfectly just alright I'm actually waiting for his season to start as well Matt O'Reilly's yeah, yeah. I'm just goal wise, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player, well, but he just needs to get on the score sheet. I tipped him. I thought he would do it against Hearts. To an extent, it's probably the same with Maida as well. He probably just needs a goal or two to, mm. to kickstart his season. But I think. Do you, do you agree with any criticism, criticism that's been coming Maeda's way? No, not really. Not um, I, I know a lot of people want a bad it in, and I can totally understand the reasons for that. It's because he scores a lot of goals, and you know, I can't really sit here and mm. go, I but see goals, though. They're actually <laughs> overrated. <laughs> right, I'm not going to sit there and do that, but Maida just. He's so valuable to the team. Yes, I, I do concede that he could be chipping in with more goals, but he set one up at the, the weekend there, which gave Celtic a platform on which to build just a, a game, a controlled, if slightly underwhelming mm. performance against a, a decent Same team. Last week as well. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. So the, it, he also, I'm sure he chased back and won the ball back for a early chance for Kyogo he chased it down on the right wing gave it to McGregor McGregor fed in Kyogo and that was the one Kyogo went through and just took a took a touch um, took a heavy touch past the keeper so it, all these things are very very valuable and again I'd, I'd point to the fact that yes Celtic have a lot of possession they have a lot of chances a lot of territorial advantage in Hearts half but it's because of guys like that yeah, yeah, it, yeah. and it's not just him it's not just him it's, it's Greg Taylor Jota's good at it as well Kyogo they're all good 
They're all competent pressers. They all they all know what they're doing. But Maida's key to that at the moment. You can't you can play without Maida. You could make the change, bring a bad in, and you would still play very, very well. Mm. But you would lose just a just a few percentage points on that intensive press. Yeah, it might be it won't be until Maida's out the team will really see, ah oh, wait a minute, maybe we do miss him because yeah. of what he does off the ball and all that. But maybe I can understand why people want to see a, mm. a bit more on the ball, a bit more quality, but just thinking there when you were talking, Stephen, if we do bring in this Haksabanovic, you're looking at Maeda maybe being pushed a wee bit down and mm. then it's going to be between him and Maeda for that place. I mean, when we're talking about squad and how we're looking so good and we're bringing in another guy who you think's going to come in and be one of the first subs or be starting, you're like, oh, this, we, this we is good, of, lads. We will, of course, have Haksabanovic. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we, I thought I was going to get him. Haksanabovic, we will have him. <laughs> is that uh, not even close, is it? Yeah, there was a couple of letters around the wrong way. Haksabanovic, I believe. Haksabanovic, there we go. We will have him laughing at me. He's supposed to be my mates. He's supposed to be helping me through this. Colleagues. Unbelievable. <laughs> At least we can start on him. <laughs> right, anyway, so uh, Shad will be joining us. And I just wonder if maybe there's a... Uh, he can maybe play number 10. Uh, he can uh, anywhere across the front three. Quite a versatile player. If that's the case. But like you say, if he came in, I thought Abada might be the one struggling for game time. I said that to you as well, Stephen, the football. If we get another winger in, I can see Abada dropping down. And of course, there's still a use for James Forrest. <laughs> Mikey Johnson as well. Still can't oh, get I... a load move for love nor money. He'll be, he'll be, my prediction is he'll be gone. McCarthy will be gone. Julian will be gone by the end of the window. By this time, a Yeti contract extension yeah. <laughs> triggering a one year extension. <laughs> Imagine there was like just on the subject of Hibbs and Rocky, they ended up getting him by accident. You know, uh, they loaned so- him and then they try to send him back to his parent. Imagine we've got some hidden clause, a Yeti's contract, <laughs> an extra year. The Bobo Baldy gets us with one of those. Um, good thing we've got Champions League money coming in to pay for it. Oh, aye. Um, the draw is this week. We can officially start to get excited about it. We yep. can for- officially. Start to hear the music, the Champions League music, the draw very quickly, followed by the first set of matches. It's not a dream anymore, Melly. It's happening. It is, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Thinking about Celtic taking the Champions League, but like, Celtic first getting the Champions League, what 2001 was it? Mm, the yeah, first yeah. time, and look, 20 years near enough. And you're going, well, have we been in it as much as we should? No, but no. we want to be a Champions League team. We want to be one of those teams that's always in it, but. Right now, it's going to be, no matter what draw we get, it's going to be tough. But like, rack your bla- brains. When did Celtic last mm. win? Mm. If I could say it properly, <laughs> when did Celtic last win a Champions League game at Celtic Park? It's been a long, mm. long time. I think if I can get it right, nine years we beat Ajax two one in a game that really? was. Uh, well, I think we were already out by that point. Uh, so, like Celtic need to maybe doing better with this. Where this is we're finally getting into here on our own, off our own back, not having to qualify. We need to sort of cement our place now and go push on in here. It's going to be very difficult no matter what group we get. And I know it's pathetic to say, I'm just buzzing to be there, man. Uh, The prestige it brings and everything about it is class, but I'm really hoping Celtic can go and just win a bloody game. Well, this wasn't on the agenda, but what's your favourite thing there's favourite small Champions League detail about because mine is the patch on the jersey Oh, uh, yeah, I love yeah. that Champions mm. League patch on the jersey just like this is the big time the ball the ball yeah <laughs> just try to think of one <laughs> <laughs> there isn't any other one that's it yeah, the wee thing they made in the middle it's got the music <laughs> on you, the, Aye, the big the, the, big, thing the, big, the big flappy ball 
That's it. Uh, mine is the, the patch of the, the music again. The music. There's, there's my show. Why, why don't you pick the patch in the back of the strip? Didn't know there was one. No. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> got him. Always said that. Uh, the problem is, the last Champions League outing was what, five years ago, and we get absolutely slapped about with Paris Saint Germain on two occasions. Was yeah. it? 5 0 and 7 1. <laughs> Ended it with four straight defeats. Didn't it? Four straight heavy defeats. Worst with defensive the, record. Uh, we beat Anderlecht 3 0 away. Aye, that's right. Beat mm. Anderlecht away and then lost to Anderlecht on the last game so is that yeah. the last Champions League game then yeah Played it was a 1-0 loss to Anderlecht, Anderlecht. Yeah. it was a a common criticism a common valid criticism of the the Peter Lowell tenure about how yes Celtic have been hugely successful unprecedented success and all that but Europe wasn't good enough no. we've had a couple of things in there there was obviously Seville we've good results peppered in there there was Man City there was Barcelona of course there was others yes <laughs> Um but overall, Europe hasn't been good enough the last 20 oh. years for well, even like last 10 years, that's 10 years this year since we beat Barcelona. So it is, mm. yeah. So Lazio, Lazio was very impressive, actually. I knew there was another one I was looking for. Both, but, both under me, Lenny. Of course. <laughs> and the, the thing, the very, very tedious stat that follows Celtic around is not having won a knockout tie after yes. Christmas since 2004 or something like that, right? So you can't, you can't attach that to the current squad because half of them will have been primary school or something <laughs> at the time so it's, that's ridiculous but I'd love for these things to be you know, dispelled I'd love th for these things to be evaporated at, at some point I don't expect Celtic to go out there and just put all the rights or put all the wrongs right mm. of the last 20 years of European competition I think that would be asking too much I think it's good to get there and the, the thing I've been saying all along about the Champions League is we've been away so long it'd be like going into a pub that you used to go into years ago and you go in and everybody's different you kind of walk in thinking oh, I'll be kind of the same all yeah. our pals over there nobody's there anymore so I don't really know what to expect going into the Champions League so I, I'm really just I'm sort of nervously excited I'm nervous. about it I'll uh, tell you why I'm nervous because I don't see Ange changing his approach too much obviously <laughs> we'll talk about this yeah. coming up to the games yeah. but I don't see Ange changing his approach too much and I think the, the world of European football even five years ago has moved on massively Do you know we were talking about turbo elite clubs of, of the of the time and we were looking at these clubs and going there's no way we could ever compete with them but that that bracket still exists but when you're looking at even pot one and pot two you're looking at the teams in pot two and you're like what hope have you got against some of these teams Liverpool and Chelsea and all that I've got, the, I've got the pots here let me run, read them out I hate doing live readings out because it's really boring here's, here's pot one right I'll be very quick with it Madrid, Frankfurt Man City, AC Milan Bayern Munich Paris Saint-Germain Porto and Ajax I mean there's I'd say that, I'd say pot two might have more stronger teams in there because Eintracht, Frankfurt Porto you might be able to get something out of those, yeah, those guys. Yeah, too fearful there. Yeah, good teams, obviously, but nothing, nothing fearful in well, that. What's your pick out of those two? If you got the, if you got the, if you got to hand pick one of those teams, Melly, yeah, Frankfurt, Frankfurt. Oh, aye. Difficult to see past that, yeah. isn't it? But for very obvious reasons, and it we could Bring all the trophy and all that. Right? All, <laughs> come on, pick them up the Celtic <laughs> way. <laughs> we could all go along in our Frankfurt shirts as well that we all bought at the end of last season. <laughs> pick them up the Celtic way. Get all the cliches out. Let them train at Lennox Town aye. beside us. <laughs> Only time I will allow half and half scarves if they play Frankfurt as well. Oh yeah, Frankfurt for the patter and the and the points. Um next up, this is what I mean by pot two. Liverpool, Chelsea, Barcelona, Juventus, Atletico Madrid, <laughs> Seville, Leipzig, and Spurs. Oh. Good grief. <laughs> That's horrible. I mean, for me, Spurs just because 
I feel like we've played all the other ones in my lifetime, and I don't think we've ever played Spurs in Europe before. Spurs because so. they've got they've got like cheese rooms and uh, fancy like automatic taps for beers and all that. Do they have a cheese room? <laughs> that was the chat at the time. Well, I don't that know. explains it because I saw uh, I saw a Spurs podcast called the Cheese Room. I'm like, why have they <laughs> right, called that? it that? <laughs> So they've right, okay. Uh, I'd quite like Sevilla there. I think that'd be mm. a good mm. a tie. We they'll probably beat us, but a decent enough game and get back to Seville and all that. Get so. back to Seville. And finally, pot three, you could have Dortmund, Red Bull, Salzburg, Shakhtar Donetsk, Inter Napoli, Sporting Lisbon, or Bayern Leverkusen. Oh. I'd probably want Napoli there. Ah, that'd the, be lovely, wouldn't it? Jeremy Frimpong Derby once again. For <laughs> mm, the Leverkusen. Oh, the Leverkusen just for the part. So the Champions League, we will do a live reaction to the Champions League draw when it comes out. Um, we'll probably wait till after it because that thing's a fucking palaver. <laughs> You're just pulling balls at a jug and it takes forever, man. Do they still do that thing where they walk along like platforms and all that. They're, they've got like models walking about for hours and yeah. there's like old footballers standing there and they can't open the balls and all that. It's only entertaining when you get a footballer because you know sometimes it comes out and it's like in French or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's whatever. I think it's, they do it in French and you get an English footballer like Anton Ferdinand who can't pronounce oh was he Ashley Cole how did he get in there Anton Ferdinand who, who invited this guy <laughs> Anton Ferdinand I just picked Sim up Simmerin stopper Anton <laughs> talking English footballer I don't know why he's the first one that came to my mind maybe because you said Rio earlier maybe, one. I didn't yeah. want to pick the same one as you but yeah you're quite right they had Ashley Cole doing exactly that so, so it says here we've got Ferdinand yeah, <laughs> come on come on through did he play for St Mirren did he yeah. <laughs> did oh he turned up for St Mirren anyway on that bombshell <laughs> on that Anton Ferdinand shape bombshell we will wrap up this podcast this podcast was sponsored by our friends at Football Prizes footballprizes.co.uk use code TIMS for 10% off they have all sorts of fantastic Celtic related memorabilia and prizes there check that out but most of all thank you for watching and listening Flexibility is great that's why there's yoga Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.